Welcome to Rollin' with Ungayo, a travelogue with weed. Join us every week as intrepid chronosaur Ungayo Bilam talks about life from the road. Every week brings a new city. Every week is a new adventure. Every week three are buses to take, foods to eat, friends to make, ideas to share, and joints to smoke. All that and dessert first. And now, here he is, the globetrotter of ganja, the dank diplomat, the bard of buds, Ungayo Bilam. What's crack-a-lacking, I think is what the kids say. This is Ungayo Bilam. You're listening to Rolling with Ungayo, live and direct or virtually direct to you right here on CannabisRadio.com. Shout out to Chameleon Glass. Use Ungayo 420 in the promo box and get 10% off your purchase. ChameleonGlass.com, I think. Chameleon Glass USA. No, ChameleonGlass.com, I think. Um, uh, handmade by Americans for America in America. Well, Arizona, which still counts as America. Don't tell President Trump. Um, all right. We got a lot to talk about today. We're going to start with dessert first, as we always do. I was just up in Seattle, uh, for the hemp fest and I had a a bunch of good desserts. Well, I had some cookies last week. We talked about that. And then, uh, I went to a place called the pie bar in Seattle. Um, they make pie surprise. And I had the berry pie, which was like strawberry, marionberry, raspberry, um schnozberry i think there was some schnozberry and it tasted exactly like schnozberries and then i had the banana cream pie and they were both very good um i thought that the berry berry pie was uh, i think they call it desert island or dessert island get it if you dessert island pie um (laughs) that was probably my best one it had good tartness good berry mix maybe a little strawberry heavy but that's just because i'm a raspberry fan and the, the banana cream pie had good cream texture but no bananas. And I feel like that's weird if you just have banana flavored pudding pie, because then it's not really a banana. Cr- I feel like a banana cream pie should have banana. You know, you, you put in the pie crust and you put a layer of bananas, sliced bananas on the bottom, and then you throw in your custard cream and stuff. But they were pretty good. The crust uh, was good for both pies. Um, animal fat. They have a big sign on the thing. We use animal fat. And I'm so I'm pretty sure they're referring to lard as opposed to uh beef tallow. You don't get too many beef tallow pies. Beef tallow is mostly for making your French fries back in the day if you were at McDonald's or big greasy candles that smell like roast. <laughs> you could also use duck fat for fries, but I don't know how many duck fat pies. Although I think if you made a savory pie with a duck fat crust, that would actually be pretty good, like a confit pie. I mean, like a confit pot pie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, now I'm just thinking about pie. Uh, Jeff Peterson says, if you think chicken pot pie is a three course meal, you may be a stoner. And I'm inclined to agree with him. So that's the dessert first. Don't forget to eat dessert first. Cause you don't know what sort of shit might happen while you're waiting for your entree. You never know. You never know, man. A bunch of insurrectionists could cause a direct action at your thing. So I was just up in Seattle, um, just this last weekend. For the 26th annual Seattle Hemp Fest. Gotta love the Seattle Hemp Fest. 26 years. That's older than some of you, right? It's it's great when your uh, marijuana festival can get a discount on car insurance. Because they're over 25. <laughs> I think that's how that works. If you're over 25, you get a discount on your car insurance. Which is uh, what happened with the, the uh, Seattle Hemp Fest. Which I remember, I think, uh, I've been to at least... 20 of them, perhaps, back when it started. Uh, Veterans Park, Gasworks Park. This time it's in Myrtle Edwards Park. It wasn't as big 
as maybe previous years, they were missing, not missing, but they couldn't afford to put up two of the stages. So the, the big electronic dance music stage, which is a great place for sitting and smoking weed and watching the goths dance, and the uh, the Sealy stage, which had the best 420 celebration, um, were taken down. So they combined the Sealy stage. I'm sure this is all making a lot of sense to you. They combined the Sealy stage with the, the Black stage. What they do at the Seattle Hymn Fest is they name the stages after uh, cherished and beloved cannabis activists in Seattle's history from the past. So there's Cher Parker on the main stage, Kevin Black, uh, uh, Ralph Seeley, uh, a bunch of different people. And they're gone but not forgotten, and we honor their memories by naming these stages after them. It, and uh, it was great. Uh, I had a great time. I had a great time, although it was a little weird because everybody seems a little uh, haggard and and tired. Um, and I'm not sure if it's just because of producing the Hempfest, which is usually, I mean, it's a lot of hard work, right? Because there's 100,000 people maybe over the course of the weekend which is is very, very impressive, right? So they pretty much build a city. It's not quite camping in Burning Man City, but there's a there's a lot going on. There's still five stages and over 100,000 people over the course of a weekend that you have to deal with, and that's a lot of different personalities. Uh, you know, I don't think you talk to everybody individually, although it seems like sometimes you do. It takes forever to walk somewhere. So if you have, say you're doing a uh, speaking thing at 345, on the Sealy stage, and then you got to walk a half mile to the main stage to speak. A half mile walk is maybe 20 minutes, but it's going to take you a good 40 minutes because every 10 or 15 steps, you got to stop and smoke some weed with somebody. That's just how it goes, man. And uh, I got nothing wrong. There's no problem with that. And it's beautiful watching everybody just smoke weed in the park and hang out. It's a gorgeous day. Seattle always fools you. If you go to the Hemp Fest in Seattle, it's the third week in August every year. And they always try to fool you, right? Because you're up there, man, and it's fucking 75 degrees, and the sun is out, and it's beautiful, and it's warm, but not too hot, and everybody's wearing sundresses and cute t-shirts, and you're walking around like, man, the weed is pretty good. I'm fucking having a great time in Seattle. I'm going to move out here. And then you move out here, and then three weeks later, it rains for a month straight, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, but it was pretty cool. Um I, I got in a little bit of trouble. Not really, but I caused some controversy. Teach the controversy, everybody. I caused a little controversy when I stated uh, from the main stage that I was happy to be back in Seattle uh, where they have the third best weed in the country. And, you know, of course, people get upset when you tell them the truth. <laughs> but Seattle does have the third best. It may even be the fourth best, depending on what Colorado is doing right now. Of course, as we stand, California is first. Don't front. Oregon is a close second. Uh, not Arizona, but uh, Colorado and and Washington are fighting it out for third and fourth place, and then we'll throw in New Mexico, Arizona. And I haven't tried any Alaskan weed in a while, so I can't speak on it. So I have to go out and try it. And I hear Maine is doing good things with their legalization, but we'll see. But Washington weed, man, and I smoked I smoked a lot of weed as as one does at a hemp fest. Um, uh, uh, what are they called? Grass Grass City, I think, gave me a bunch of joints for the show that I did. And and I smoked some weed. The weed from Bigfoot Farms was really, really good. You can find them on Instagram, Bigfoot Farms. Um, and I smoked, I think, a diesel from them. No, I smoked an OG cookies from them. And uh, I smoked some other weeds from some other guys whose names I can't remember. And it was all good. But as my friend Jamie Stewart from Canada pointed out, it seems like the weed in Washington is underpowered, if you know what I mean. Right. So it's not quite as stony as you think it's going to be. You smoke a couple big bowls and you're like, man, I should be super faded right now. I'm only kind of faded. Or sometimes the weed 
comes on hella strong, like you smoke two puffs, you're like, man, that shit is strong. But then 10 minutes later, you're like, well, where did my buzz go? I was just getting into it. And a lot of times when that happens, when when the buzz has the high has no uh, legs, as as I like to say, or it doesn't it doesn't last as long. That can be indicative of picking it just a little too early, which is what happens when you're under commercial pressures in your giant warehouse. You've got to continue to produce pounds and pounds of weed, and you can't wait. Maybe you know, eight weeks uh, ripening <laughs> flowering is a guideline. Sometimes it takes nine weeks. Sometimes it takes ten weeks. I'm, I'm not trying to be old. Old school Orson Welles, Paul Masson, we will serve no wine before it's time. Some of you guys don't remember those commercials. Look them up on the YouTube. But you have to take your time with your marijuana. You have to make sure it's at the at the peak, the peak, the ripeness of the flavor of the all that good shit, man. It's not just throwing some shit in a warehouse and then every eight weeks you cut it down and do it. It's not peaches. It's not corn. It's not apples, man. It's marijuana. It's a whole different thing. It's not going to ripen off the vine, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Like you can pick some bananas early and then you just throw that shit on your counter and you wait a week and now you got good bananas or you buy your peaches at the store. And then you, that's one of the challenges because I, I'm, I'm an instant gratification person. So I definitely like to buy a peach and eat it right then. And it's hard to find a good juicy red peach in a commercial market. You got to go to the farmer's market, which is why I like farmer's markets, but you can't have a farmer's market in Washington because it's against the rules. You also can't smell the weed. When you go to the store in Washington, you have to take the guy's word for it. And they have the labels on the side, right? 29% THC, 26% THC. But I feel like those labels are lying a little bit because maybe it is 29% THC, but it's not, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't last, but I, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed their marijuana. We had a great time. Um, I like to give a big shout out to Stacy and Vivian and Yvonne and Sharon and and Steve Hadley and all the beautiful, wonderful, good people at the Seattle Hemp Fest for having me over 20 something years in a row. And we look forward to doing it again next year. All right. So that was the Hemp Fest and that was Pi. And we're going to talk about some more things when we come back right after this break, right here on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling with Ungayo. Rollin' with Dungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. 
providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Rollin' with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. I'm not really a beatboxer, but I play one on TV. This is Rolling with Ungayo. Today is sometime in August. It's like the 24th or some shit. Rents due in eight days. Uh, get on it, everybody. <laughs> we come to you right here on CannabisRadio.com. We were talking about the Hemp Fest and kicking it in Seattle. Went to a couple different places. Went to uh, a place called Radiator Whiskey in Pike Place and had uh, a nice cut of meat and a delicious drink. I don't. It was it was okay. It was one of those fancy spots. that's a little pricey uh, and nice, but I I, I didn't think it was uh, worth the the hoo ha. But 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 it was pretty good. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm old school Seattle. Like, just take me to fucking Beth's 24 hour cafe and let me get some giant biscuits and I'm good to go. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You know what I say? You, you guys, some of you don't know, but I but I know what I'm talking about. Uh, but then after the uh, the the Hemp Fest, I did a show in Tacoma at the Tacoma Comedy Club with Tyler Smith. It's called the Dope Show, which we've talked about this before. It's always very fun. You go and you uh, you tell some jokes. And then you go out and get stoned, and you come back and you tell some jokes against stoned. And for some people, that is a challenge. But for me, that's just what I do. <laughs> I'm on stage like, I know you're supposed to do your show and then go get stoned, but I got stoned. And then I did my show, and then I'm going to go get stoned. I tried to get extra high. That's what I try to do. I try to get super extra high uh, between on these shows so that it may work, but it, not really. I, You know, as a high-functioning, you heard me, high functioning stoner uh and state specific learning right that's one of those things if you've read your charles tart look him up professor uc davis uh he talks about if, if you're learning a thing um sometimes it's easier for you to to show your learning in if you learn a thing in a particular state of mind right uh it's easier for you to show your skills if you're still in that particular state of mind so it's like playing pool you understand like for a lot of people they're better pool players when they're not quite half drunk, but you got a little buzz, right? Because that's how you generally, you learn to play pool, unless you have a pool table in your parents' uh, basement or your den or your family room, which is also cool. But for most of us, we learn to play pool in bars, which involves a drink and a half or so. And then once you get to that level, you start to play some pool. And then it makes sense. And then that's when you're at your best. So I pretty much learned to tell jokes on stage while being stoned because that's what we did. So some guys learned on Coke. Some guys learned on booze. Um, some guys learned on sobriety, but I'm going to say that's weird. <laughs> no, it's not. I have no problem with sober people. I just don't understand them. I'm kidding. That's the old Dean Martin joke, right? I feel sorry for people who don't drink because when you wake up in the morning, that's as good as you're going to feel all day. But anyway, so we left Tacoma and we drove in the middle of the night down to salem oregon uh for the total eclipse of the sun shabu i don't think anyone developed an audrey two plant or bought one but we won't know for a few months unless that happened yet that's a little shop of horrors if you don't follow the uh theater musical theatrical musical bent or whatever so uh man 
How cool was that, though? I hadn't even really planned on being at the Total Eclipse of the Sun until I realized that it was on my way home. So I was like, "You got if you're there, you got to take advantage of it, right? So I just drove into Salem. There were like hundreds of thousands of people on the coast and in and, and other different spots of Oregon. But in Salem itself, it wasn't very, very crowded at all. And I just pulled into a parking lot next to a Goodwill with about four or five other people. And we just sat there with our little stupid glasses. And we watched the total eclipse of the sun. And I got to say, uh, it was cool, man. Scratch it off the bucket list. It was awesome. Uh, we're standing out there, you know, and you see the, you got your little glasses and you see the moon coming to eat the sun. Kind of like that, right? As the shadow gets bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, as, as we move toward total totality, total totality, all total, full totality, uh, it started to get cold, right? And then it got a little windy, and then the streetlights came on, of course, because it's dark. I understand that some nocturnal animals were actually confused with the total eclipse because the sun went away. And they're like, what? It's time to get up? I feel like I didn't really get any sleep. <laughs> and then somebody was like, hey, man, it's 10 in the morning. And they're like, oh, shit, I'm going back to bed. Wake me when it's really dark. Um, but, yeah, so then it was like a weird twilight feeling for for a good two minutes, which is the totality. And so you just kind of looked around in the dimness and the darkness i may have glanced at the full eclipse uh with my naked eye for because i'm a badass for like half a second right i just looked up to try to feel it and then i looked away right quickly because i'm not trying to ruin my eyes any more than they're already not as good as maybe some people with different genetics would have better eyes so that was that uh i recommend if you get a chance to go see a total eclipse of the sun i recommend you go so start marking your calendars, start planning your thing. Science is crazy. Those guys predicted this eclipse hundreds of years ago, and it came true. So um, I think if we learned anything, we should maybe listen to scientists and mathematicians, and we should also go see total eclipses of the sun, and we should smoke weed while we do it. I had pulled out a joint to smoke, and then the two people next to me were like, hey, man, that smells pretty good. So I smoked a joint with them, and then we enjoyed the total eclipse of the sun, and then everybody went home. It was, uh, it was really nice. It was so perfect. But here's the thing. On the way home, you know, there's been a lot of things going on in the uh, in the world, in the news and the whatnot. The racists seem to think that this is their time to shine. And I got to say, uh, I thank everyone for showing up with their direct actions, even Antifa. I got no problem with those guys. And if you're trying to equate Antifa with the Klan, uh, you can kiss my black ass. That's how I feel about it. Uh, people defending against gen <laughs> genocidal people are just generally better than people advocating genocide and there's no you can't both sides it this is this is one of those few times when shit gets to be binary i think we've talked about this before it's a binary thing man there's no there's no uh good nazis you, nazis aren't fine people i'm not talking about your average run of the way run of the mill bigot or racist but fuck this is america man we're full of bigots and racists people can be bigoted in in all walks of life uh People have their little racist things, but I'm talking about people espousing genocide, people thinking, and they try to make it sound nice. Oh, no, no, it's not genocide, bro. It's ethnic cleansing. Try to hold, try to fucking hold it together, man. Get your shit together. You understand where I'm coming from? And so I got no problem with what happened in Charlottesville, and uh, I have even a smaller problem with what happened in Boston. And I think that's what's supposed to happen, right? These guys think that there's that there's a lot of them and there are not a lot of them. They are completely fucking outnumbered and they think they have us outgunned, but it doesn't even matter because if you got 50 people with guns and you got 50,000 people without 
guns, the 50 people with guns are going to lose. It's going to take a minute and they may kill a bunch of cats, but we're going to fucking get them. Right. There's no we tear them apart with our bare hands. Give a fuck. Uh, and it's nice to see crying Nazis on TV, by the way. All those guys, Chris Cantwell, you can kiss my black ass, too. Uh, I'm glad you're in jail. Um so that's just one of those things. And, but it was nice. And it, that was the beauty of Boston, too, right? So there was like 100 racists showed up or, or, or 100 genocidal maniacs. Let's put it that way. Let's not, you know, they're not run-of-the-mill racists. These are people who think that uh, mud races and some Cubans, you know, you've read the literature. Uh, versus thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people who think that uh, they're espousing bullshit, right? And so immediately, once that happens, you get 15,000 people surrounding 100 cats, some of these guys got to rethink their lives. They got to rethink it. You understand what I'm saying? And so now all of a sudden, oh, all these little Unite the Right rallies have been canceled. The 30 or 40 different rallies that they were planning to have have been canceled. And they're going to try to say shit like death threats, but they just realize it's bullshit, right? Once cats start losing their job, you show up in your little khaki shirt with your bullshit yelling blood and soil, and Jews will not replace us. And all of a sudden, you get fired from your job, right? Because you thought you could be a Nazi on the weekend because you're doing it for the lulls. Mother, oh, don't make me fight you. Uh, it's bullshit. And so I'm glad that Americans are standing up. I and mean, we still got a lot of shit to fix. But I'm glad that they're standing up, at least in this instance. All right. That's what I had to say about that. Eclipses making me think about social justice, apparently. Because I don't. Usually. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to come back and talk about another thing. It's just a minute, but I'm running out of time. We're going to come back in just a few minutes right here on Rolling with Ungayo to talk about more shit. All right, wait. Rolling with Ungayo needs to roll some commercials from our sponsors, so stay right here. Introducing 420 Cloud, ignited by MSIG, one of the fastest growing social apps around. The only app you'll need for all things cannabis. Find the latest cannabis news, videos, and stories, ranging from business and tech to sports and medicine. Start your career in cannabis by seeking, identifying, and applying for jobs through our expansive listings. For businesses, 420cloud.com features a full-scale cross-channel network, monetizing high traffic for big data conversion and analytics. Download 420 Cloud now from the iTunes Store or Google Play. MSIG.com is a publicly listed company on the OTC. Symbol MCIG. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Rolling with Ungayo is back, only on CannabisRadio.com. You're welcome. Boom, 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 boom. All right, we're back. This is Ungayo Belam. You are listening to Rolling with Ungayo, N-G-A-I-O 420. Follow me on all the social medias. There's been a little bit of a kerfuffle. Is it kerfuffle? Kerfluffle? Did we talk about this last week? I don't think we did because it just happened. So what's going on is... The Cannabis Business Congress and World Expo. I think that's what it is. I think that's how, how they present themselves. They throw uh, a series of 
conferences and events, right? That's the thing. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a cannabis conference these days. There's the national cannabis industry association conferences and conventions that they throw all over. I work for the international cannabis business conference. Uh, we're going to be in Hawaii in December. We're going to be in Berlin in April. We're going to be in San Francisco in February. And I think we're going to be in Portland again sometime this spring. Um, they decided that it would be a good idea to have noted racist and bigot and Trump supporter Roger Stone give a keynote speech at their conference, which no, no, they can't. So the Minority Cannabis Business Association immediately uh, called them on their bullshit and said they weren't going to attend. And Dr. Amanda Ryman and Calico Castile and the people from Anzelda's Oil and a bunch of other people have like, no, we're not going to your conference. As a matter of fact, we're going to tell a lot of people to not go to your conference because you can't be having these racist ass homophobic bigots uh, in your cannabis thing. And so I called uh, Dan, oh, what's his last name? Humiston. Dan Dan Humiston, Humiston, like the town of Hummus, Dan Humiston, who's one of the producers of the event to talk to him about this because I felt it was important. And he called me back and his whole angle was, well, listen, man, we're just here for the plant, right? I'm just trying to legalize the plant. So, you know, you, you got to talk to all kinds of people uh, and we're bringing not strange bedfellows, but, you know, sometimes you got to bring in some cat who's not politically correct because you're trying to get your point across. Right. He's a big, important guy in the Trump administration. He has the ear of the president. He can talk to the president to make sure that these things happen, that we get legalized or removed from federal schedule. Or they're trying to move it to schedule two, which would actually fuck over the legal cannabis movement. But don't get me. Anyway, the point is, no, we're not going for that. Right. Cannabis prohibition is racist as fuck. Right. So we can't make cannabis legalization just as racist. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Right. Uh, like my boy Jesse Horton from the MCBA says, cannabis can't just be another industry. It's got to be a different industry. Right. And one of the whole reasons, one of the whole reasons people got involved, a lot of people, not just the money. I mean, everybody wants to get the money now. But a lot of the reasons that people in the early days got involved with cannabis legalization was because of social justice. You can't keep locking up people for weed. Throwing people in jail for weed does nothing to decrease the desire for marijuana. And we've also got millions of fucking studies saying that legalized marijuana causes no problems right so but you you can't have these guys listen the new face of the legalization movement is crazy caucasian anyway only oakland california is taking steps to redress that to address this problem right and everybody else is just trying to get you know uh they make it so cute oh mothers for marijuana look at all these cute little white women talking about how how marijuana helps them be a parent which is great marijuana does help people parent it's awesome but they also People, they still throw black people in jail for growing weed, right? So it's, it's, it's image. It's, it's looking at things. You can't have a, a racist bigot be the face of your social justice movement. That just, it's impossible. It doesn't work like that. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Listen, I got to do some plugs and we got to go. This show has gone by very quickly. Thank you for having me over i appreciate you listening to me follow me on instagram ngaio420 on twitter ngaio420 catch me at my fancy pants cannabis party september 16th in fair oaks uh call me for details you can text me 213-804-6121 uh, i just gave you my number mike jones 213-804-6121 <laughs> text it up we'll see we'll see i'll text i'll text anybody who texts me back uh catch me in mill valley on Tuesday the shit 13th 
Is that the Tuesday the 13th? Catch me on Tuesday the 13th in Mill Valley at the Throckmorton Theater. You can also catch me in other places, various stuff all around. I'm sure I will tell you when. September 17th. Is it September 17th? 10? September 10th. September 10th at the Momo Lounge in uh, Sacramento, California, and other things. Thanks again for listening to me right here on Rolling with Ungayo here in on Canada. CannabisRadio.com. I'd like to thank everybody at Camps Radio. I'd like to thank you. I'd like to thank your mom for having you. I'd like to thank your family for putting up with you. Continue to smoke weed, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Fight for social justice. Do the right thing. Be yourself. Have fun. Live well. Eat dessert first. Talk to you next time right here on Rolling with Ungayo. Out. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.